You're listening to the Frugal Spender Podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Frugal Spender Podcast. This is episode number 11. I hope you guys have been enjoying the sunshine this weekend. All the news surrounding the cost of living, inflation and fuel prices hasn't got you down. Recently, I've been thinking more and more about how money links to almost everything in our lives, whether you like it or are aware of it or not. I really believe that your finances affect more of your decisions, your mood and ultimately your happiness more than you think. And in this episode, I wanted to explore some ideas around the connection between health and wealth. This is just two parts of the trifecta of what I believe makes a good life. Health, wealth and freedom. I strongly believe that if you focus on these three things, you can live a more productive and fulfilling life. This is something that only became apparent to me when I became more focused on money. And I spent many years focusing on my health from lifting at the gym to being active with Brazilian jiu-jitsu and trying to eat as best as I can. Now the benefits of exercising and eating healthily are so widely talked about that everybody knows what they should be doing, but I guess it's a bit like being good with money. Unless you're taught the fundamentals and have the drive to actually implement them, you may never actually get around to starting. So after spending a fair bit of time thinking about this subject, I've identified some similarities and connections between both health and wealth. So I'm going to break those down for you and talk to you about why they should be both used in conjunction with each other. But it might be a good idea to start with me defining what it is I mean by both health and wealth. So when I refer to health, in my opinion, it encompasses four different elements that I can see anyway. Firstly, that's your physical health, taking care of your body and what you put in it, keeping the machine that you have that is your body in good condition. Then there's the mental aspect. And for me, that's being in a state of some sort of well-being, the ability to regulate your mood, to manage your emotions and also to deal with stress. Then thirdly, the social aspect of health, the ability to form strong, meaningful relationships with the people around you from family to friends. And lastly, I think there's some sort of spiritual element to it. Now, I am not in any way, shape or form a religious person, but I can understand the importance of having some sort of sense of purpose or hope or feeling of something greater. And greater could be just for humanity or for your local community. It doesn't necessarily mean they believe in God, but of course, in many cases, people do believe in God. Now, that's quite an overarching but brief overview of what I mean by when I say health. And I'm going to most definitely be digging deeper into these topics in more detail in future episodes. But but let's just keep it brief for the purpose of just clarifying what I mean when I say health. Okay, so that's health. What about wealth? Well, firstly, let's take a look at the Merriam-Webster definition, and they define wealth as an abundance of valuable material possessions or resources. Now, although I think there's definitely more to it than just that, the word that I believe is important here is abundance. Now, I think abundance is subjective. It can be a feeling, a feeling that you can cultivate. Somebody who feels like they do not have enough in their life can change the way they think to appreciate what they actually do have and realise that in fact they have so much. This combined with managing what you already have, earning more and growing your money will build real wealth. Okay, so now that we've cleared that up, let's take a look at how they're connected. 
Firstly, and the most glaringly obvious parallel would be budgeting and calorie counting. The concept of income versus expenditure rings true for both your personal finances and what you eat. If you eat more calories than you burn, you're going to gain weight. And if you spend more money than you earn, you're going to get poorer or go into debt. It is all about having a plan. Whether it's using a meal plan or my fitness pal to plan your day or week ahead, or using a budget to plan next month's finances, the concept remains the same. It's about looking forward and planning rather than looking back and realising you ate a load of junk food and bought more clothes than you actually needed. Secondly, and an important one, is delaying gratification or thinking long term. This, in my opinion, is potentially the biggest mindset shift that's required for anybody to succeed with both their health and their wealth. It's the idea that sacrificing what seems to be like an enjoyment now that will actually give you a greater joy and definitely reward in the future. Waking up before work to go to the gym and work out does not seem fun at the time, but nobody ever regrets working out on the way out of the gym. Nor does anybody in their 50s or 60s or older look back and regret keeping themselves in good shape by exercising and eating healthily. And of course, the same parallels are true when it comes to money. For me, this comes down to your time horizon. And I've got a theory that may or may not have any merit whatsoever, but my intuition tells me that it's right. I think the people that say YOLO or you only live once often have a very pessimistic view of the long-term future. Certainly the people that I've spoken to about this before and online about their money situation, they often don't think that they're going to live into their 80s or that they're never going to be wealthy. So they just live in the moment because, you know, they don't know what's going to happen around the corner or they certainly can't envision it in their mind. And in stark contrast, the more optimistic and, to be honest, I'd say realistic people understand that the chances are you are going to live to your 80s and beyond. And then if you don't prepare your health and your wealth, then you're going to be in some serious pain and suffering in the future. And the way I see it is the more you have your shit together now, the further your time horizon extends. But I guess that begs the question then, How do you get your shit together? And for me, it was taking stock of where I was at, owning any mistakes that I'd made in the past, and also then coming up with a plan for the future. And from experience, by doing this, you're going to naturally think about both the now and the future, causing the decisions that you make around your health and wealth to improve. And number three, and this is a big one, incremental progress. Small, unnoticeable improvements done often will amount to huge changes over time. A quote from the book The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy reads, You will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. And the same idea is in another great book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. Both are really great books on the subject of progress or habit building and I recommend them both highly. But if you think about it, when you lift weights, the only way to get stronger is to add more weight to the bar. But you don't just throw on an extra 40 kilograms to your max deadlift next week. You add 1.25 kilograms or as low as you possibly can so you don't really notice it every single week. Sometimes you hit it, sometimes you fail. But as long as you're slowly adding more weight over time, before you know it, you're hitting personal bests. And I can think of no greater analogy than this to your investing journey. Just as you need to start light when you go to the gym, you need to start small when you're investing. By starting small, you start to learn and understand how investing works and the risk of losing a lot of money is actually minimised. And as you get more comfortable with volatility and seeing how the stock market works, you're naturally going to start putting more money in over time. 
And by increasing the amount you consistently invest each month over the years, you're going to build up a bigger, more sizable pot of money so that you then will have the freedom to live the life that you choose. And number four, without health, you can't build wealth. What is the point in having money if you aren't fit enough to enjoy it? Unless you win the lottery or build a massively successful business and sell it or come into a huge windfall at a young age, for most of us, the process of building wealth takes time. And of course, over time we age and with age comes a decline in health. So over time, your wealth is likely to increase and your health to decline. And the goal should be for everybody to increase the rate at which you increase wealth and decrease the rate at which your health declines so that you have the most time possible to enjoy the fruits of your work and investing. And truthfully, this is probably one of the biggest pushbacks I hear from people when it comes to investing in the long term, alongside the fact that your money is going to be worth less in the future, which obviously is the reason you need to invest in the first place. The idea that you should spend all your money when you're younger so that you can actually enjoy it before you get old and can't travel or do fun things anymore. And I certainly agree that you need to enjoy the now. You need to allocate some money in your budget to having fun. But I don't know about you, I can think of nothing worse than getting to an older age and having no options of what I can do and having to rely on the government to look after me. At the end of the day, we only have one life and one body that's going to get us through it. So the better you look after your body, the more you're going to enjoy life to the fullest and it's going to allow you to earn more money over time. To quote the ancient Greek physician Herophilus, when health is absent, wealth becomes useless. God they knew this thousands of years ago, and here we are having to talk about it on a podcast in 2022. On that light note, it transitions me beautifully to number five. Wealthy people are more healthy, and healthy people are more wealthy. Now this may be one of those what came first, the chicken or the egg, or correlation doesn't equate causation topics, but the evidence seemed to suggest that being healthier causes you to be wealthier. In 2015, an academic study was done by researchers at the Urban Institute and Virginia Commonwealth University assessed the intricate connection between health and income. They found, and I quote, The greater one's income, the lower one's likelihood of disease and premature death. Studies show that Americans at all income levels are less healthy than those with incomes higher than their own. Not only is income, the earnings and other money acquired each year associated with better health, but wealth, so net worth and assets, affects health too. And from my personal experience, I can definitely see that... The... Now, I appreciate that study was done in America, but I really can't see how that changes anywhere else in the world. And from personal experience, I can definitely see how this is the case. Not necessarily being wealthy, but after you get your finances in order and getting to a position where you're not stressing about money every single day and having the comfort of knowing that if things actually went sideways or you lost your job or got ill, you know that because you have an emergency fund in place and the correct insurance, etc., you will be fine for at least three to six months or potentially even longer. And until you're in a position like this, you really can't understand the weight that's lifted off your shoulders. And in my opinion, this can only improve how your body reacts to stress. And as the evidence shows, is less likely to get you significantly ill. Now, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm clearly not a doctor. So I would recommend that you check out the study in the podcast notes to get a better understanding of what was done in this research. But just anecdotally, I know that the better your financial situation, the better you feel mentally and physically. And there you have it. That's the five connections that I wanted to get out today. There's definitely more. It's not an exhaustive list and I will be doing more about this subject in the future. If you have any examples or questions relating to the topic of health or wealth, please do let me know on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok. 
Thank you very much for listening to this episode. The support from you guys so far, just 11 episodes in, has been awesome. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please do leave your thoughts on whichever app you're listening to it on in the form of a review. And if you really want to support me, make it five stars. There's plenty more exciting content to come in the future weeks, including more guests to speak to that I think is going to give you some valuable content. So I'll speak to you next week. Peace.